welcome to the Small Town Comeback Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Summers. These stories feature builders, dreamers, and doers in Vernal, Utah. These folks are making a big impact in our small town. Today we're talking about Dinosaur Days, Utah's biggest hot air balloon festival. I'm chatting with event director Leisha Cothorpe from Uinta County and Steve Jones, who's a local business owner and a local hot air balloon pilot. They share what it's like to grow this massive festival, the economic impact it's had on our town, and how events like this can help unite a small town. Thank you so much for being here, you guys. So excited to chat with you. One of the first questions we ask is, what do you love about living in a small town? Steve, you want to go first? Living in a small town, living in Vernal. I just love that, you know, I moved here 32 years ago. I wasn't related to anybody. I had three kids when I got here, and I had three more kids while we were here. And they've grown up and gotten married, and now I'm related to everybody. I'm related to everybody. Because they married just, someone yeah, in town. and it's just good people, and we, we take care of each other. We're mindful of each other. This community is kind. They're outreach. They, they reach out and love. It's just, it's not a better place to live, not just in Utah, but period, the planet. That's so beautiful. How about you, Leisha? That's so fun. So um, I also think the community aspect is my favorite part of living in a small town. Um, I love um, I love knowing the people that wherever I go. I love walking into Steve's restaurant and knowing the people that are selling me a donut or that are putting food out on the salad bar. Like I just love knowing that. It just makes me feel like it's such a community and everyone's tight knit here. And I, I love going to the grocery store and seeing my neighbor that I might not see in the yard, but just like having that conversation and just really feeling like, um, this small town USA, like here I am and this is my world. And even though I know that the world is so big um, and we're not sheltered from everything, but it's safe. And I feel, I feel that love and that community and that ownership that we have here. And, and that's what I love about living here. And you notice if you ever go away at all, if you're gone for a short amount of time, you, you look forward to getting back. And you you do. Look, forward to be, look forward to being with your with your people. That's right. Yeah. Your people. Yeah. I love that. So yeah. you come down that hill into the valley and I'm like, this is home. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I love what you guys have both done for the town. It's so, so clear. Um, I'm curious, can you, Leisha, introduce the listeners to the the local event we have here, Dinosaur Days, the Hot Air Balloon Festival? Yeah. So, wow, that's fun. Um, it's six years. We just had our, our six-year anniversary of dinosaur days and um man in those six years it's became vernal's favorite event and we have some long-standing really cool events here um in uinta county and vernal and um this year there was a little survey that went out and it said vernal um, and the vernal the residents of vernal picked dinosaur days so um that's super cool and that's a lot of work within six years to grow a, something to now to be in the favorite to yeah. be in the favorite. Right. i mean the rodeo's been here for 75 years yeah, yeah something like that and holidays 20 years and um but it's just it's pure magic it's pure magic i i it is all your hallmark movie 
<laughs> dreams come true. I mean, it is. The, Tell it me is. more. Paint the picture. All For right. Someone who's so, never been. Someone who's never been. And and Becca and Steve both sat on the committee and, and they know what's going on um, just as a background. But um, it is a three-day event. Um, so the pilots come in and we fly Friday, Saturday, Sunday morning. Um, and... Uh, we so that that's just that's just one of the magical components, right? Those balloons in the sky over the valley, um, just the sky lights up with the color because there's so many colorful balloons, and um, that's one of the magic things. So when we were creating this event and we were out researching, um, one of the things that we um, were kind of instructed to do was while the balloon launch in the morning is awesome create this festival around it because guess what weather doesn't always allow you to fly right, right. steve right yeah. and if you put all your eggs in that balloon basket and you expect to fly and then you have bad weather which happened to us the first year you have bad weather um and you don't fly it's cool but like it, it didn't happen like you know they're not going to pick you as a favorite event but if you create this atmosphere and this event that goes around it, um, then you can create the magic no matter what, if the balloons go or not. Um, and so we started reaching out and getting these partners to come in and we created this craft fair, right? So like, you know, you've heard of like Swiss days or strawberry days or peach days or whatever, and they've got these craft fairs. And so we we did that. And then we we have these little mascot characters. They're Vern and Al, which spells Vernal. And um, they're like an Allosaurus and a Pterodactyl. And we threw them a party at the at the local museum. And so it's free. Everybody can go. They write books and they can they sign the books and you can win Utah State Parks passes and prizes and you play games and um, it's just super fun. And so we have that going on. And then, we, you know, we let's have a chalk art festival that goes with it. And then let's bring in some local bands. And then the magic, the real, real magic is that those balloons come down on Main Street and we close Main Street Vernal for Friday and Saturday night. Um and we, the balloons, they line up. Um, and Steve knows this is magic. And sometimes he's the only one that will pull it together for me. But um, they bring out their baskets. And then sometimes it's just baskets, depending on the weather. Um, and they play with the fire. But then we get to put the balloons out. And then they glow in the dark sky. And, I mean, tens of thousands of people come downtown. You And, and your businesses, like, that you're just driving by Main Street at night um, and you don't really go in and see them, like, people are out walking and they're discovering them and then we have these bands playing and then and then the car club wanted to come and they wanted to be part of this and so they bring down 50 or 60 of these cars that you know these guys build these amazing cars and then they hide them in their shops so they don't get dirty right and they only bring them out every once in a while so and this is one of those times and they put them out there and then and then well let's have a dinosaur race and so then the kids run down main street in costumes and there's hundreds of dinosaurs hundreds of dinosaurs <laughs> every and then and then it's like well let's the restaurants they can't feed everybody because there's tens of thousands of people and let's bring food trucks and let's create that and so um now we've created this entire event around this so the balloons in the morning are magic and they're beautiful and they're in the sky and it's so great and then 
they leave there and they leave with this huge smile, but then they just keep going and going and going and it's an all day thing. And, and now that it's grown into this multi-day thing, people are bringing in their family from all over the country and it's, yep. it's just, it's just magic. It's amazing. So many people. What <laughs> it do you think, it is. I, it, uh, I mean, I've been flying since 1994 and I still, in fact, when I wasn't flying and we were having the, the festival, I got up. And I looked out my window and I saw all those balloons. I was actually mad. I'm like, oh, this is <laughs> aggravating to me because I, I, in in my soul, I didn't want to admit it, but I wanted to be out there flying with them. So and you I, had taken a break from flying. So taking a break from flying, I had a I had a lot of um, commitments, and it was just really hard to keep up. It's a lot of work. I mean, you have annuals and biannuals and physicals and everything you have to do to fly an airplane. You have to do to fly a balloon. It takes a lot of time and and. Uh, I just wasn't getting enough in, so I stopped for a while, and uh, and then Rex revived me. And uh, and tell us who who Rex is. So Rex, um, he came to the valley, I believe, around '93. Worked for Pennzoil Refinery when he first got here, and uh, came from Louisiana. He was a commercial hot air balloon pilot. And so now, if you're a commercial hot air balloon pilot, you also have the opportunity to instruct, right? Okay. So Larry Klein, who was a principal of one of our elementaries. Naples and yes, Ashley. Yes, that's right. That's right. And so he's a fixture, and, and Rex starts training him. And anciently, prior to dinosaur days, the chamber had a uh, balloon festival, and, and we quit doing that for a long time. Yeah, probably 20 years. Yeah, but okay, that's so how I first got into balloons was with with the with the chamber. You know, you they say that the first balloon ride is free and the next one costs you about $50,000 because you you end up buying you your, be one. Your, yeah, you buy And your that's own what balloon. happened to you. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so 20 years ago, there mm-hmm. was a festival here. Yeah. You flew. Yep. You got hooked. Yep. And then Rex came and he could instruct, so I started taking uh, instruction, got got my license and and then uh and then Bought a balloon and then thought, oh, my goodness, what a great idea. I'll put Golden Corral's logo on a balloon. Because you are a restaurant owner, I right? was, Yep, I was a Golden Corral franchisee. And what was cool about that is now your hobby's tax deductible. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that. And then, um, and then, again, we laid it to rest for a while. And then Rex revived it. And, and we've got the Golden Corral balloon still. Which isn't as relevant, but Golden Crow still likes us to fly it. And then we have another balloon. Uh, balloon. Rex and I have twin balloons. Now, he's got the new baby Rex balloon, but Firefly Company built two balloons for a company that defaulted on the balloons way back when. The balloons ended up getting sold to opposite ends of the country. And then they're back together in Vernal, Utah, which is so kind of a cool so story. Cool. Yeah. So we have so two cool. local pilots yeah. here that have matching balloons. Twin balloons. You and Rex. Yep. And yep. so... So it sounds like you were flying about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Life got busy. Yep. You couldn't keep up with all the, you know, certificates, all the hours that you have to get in. So you paused. And then, you know, Alicia helped start Dinosaur Days. And how, was it the first year that you're like, okay, maybe I'll get back? No, or was it the second it year? How long second, did it take? Second year, Rex rode with Bruce Pivick, a pilot from Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And they were good friends. And, uh, and Rex got into... Bruce's balloon and that was it. He was he was like, Oh, I want to do this again, but he didn't have a balloon. So I had the balloon. And, and, and where was your balloon at? My balloon was in a trailer in my back lot in an unopened sarcophagus of uh 
20 years. It was just it, kind of buried back in a It was, yeah, it was lot. safe and well-contained. Rex went and got a hold of it, towed it out, inflated it, and lo so and behold. Do. Yeah, and it was in excellent condition. So Rex calls me up and says, hey, I'll do all the paperwork of getting everything current if you'll let me use that balloon. He says, I'll even get you current. I said, Rex, I am so all in. So he got it all done and, and you know, you, you get back in it and you pull that toggle and that burner explodes. It's like you were never out of it, but it just, it reignited a, f- a fever and, and, and the love that you have for it. But it, it's, and it's fun to fly, but I got to tell you, it's amplified enormously when you have something like Dinosaur Days and you've got Say more. 39 balloons in the air and they're just floating and you're looking out. It doesn't matter if you're on the ground or in the air. It's just, there's something magic about this giant monster in the air, just, just floating, just these gentle giants riding a breeze. Absolutely. It's, 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 uh, it's incredible. And the, and the crowds love it. And you know, our pilots that have been coming are so wonderful to include the community. Come sit in our balloon, come, come pull the toggle, come, come use the burner and, and um, and I just think it's it's just wonderful. It's such a a community um, involved event. I mean, they're very our community gets to see, touch, feel because they ride right into the neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. How many pilots do we have now, Alicia? Coming. So we this year we had thirty nine, which was our our most we've had. Um, and so and there there's a wait list. I mean, there's more and more people. It's just us being able to accommodate more pilots. And and back to a little bit with um, Steve. So one of my favorite things to do at the festival is to look over. And Steve told you in his introduction that he has six kids. If you caught on to that, <laughs> but those six kids also have. Some of them have six kids, um, five kids. They have a lot. He has a big posterity, a big family. And so to look over there and see him with his whole family and those grandkids in there pulling on those burners and doing that, I mean, that just, it's a family thing. It's a community thing. It's a family thing. And the pilots feel that. They feel that. They comment on that. They tell us all the time, like, there's very few festivals that they go to that it's such a community family feel where everyone comes down. And and we have great volunteers because of that community family. They jump in. I mean, there's times that, you know, a lot of people sign up, but maybe not everyone can come and we're just grabbing them out of the crowds. And and the pilots make them feel like they're part of that journey. They make them feel like you're going to help me set this up, but I'm going to reward you for that. And you're going to get to sit in it and get pictures and sometimes even fly uh-huh. and just really be hands-on in that. And I think that... Um, has helped build that community part of it because people feel like I'm a part of this festival because I chased that balloon. I helped put that up and and the pilots are landing in neighborhoods and they're tethering and giving kids rides and and they're rolling up that balloon right down a street where all the neighbor kids are coming out and helping with that. And that's just, you know, one more thing that has helped this this event become Fernal's best event. Absolutely. Because it a balloon flight is not a solo experience, right? Can you tell us about that, Steve? So, yeah, it, it, the pilot, and then depending on the size of the balloon, we measure the balloons in, in cubic feet. And, and believe it or not, uh, I think the smallest balloon that we have come is 70,000 cubic feet. And, and then they go all the way up to 105,000 cubic feet. I don't know if anybody's bigger than that. But based on the size of the balloon and the, and the uh, temperature, the ambient temperature, 
depends on how many people you can take with you at the time, but it's always a pilot plus one or two or three. And, and, and it is. And so you're flying, right? And, and we burn periodically to, to create the lift that we need to stay afloat. But then when you're not burning, it's silent and you're just floating in the air. And as a pilot, it's, it's incredible to watch people just inhale as much as they can because it's such an incredible perspective. We live in a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah, paint the picture. When you're flying oh. over our town, what does it look like? So we've got, you know, the basin. We've got mountains all the way around us. So we're in a bowl. And that bowl configuration creates what we call steerage. The air's going in different directions on different at different altitudes. And I'm not talking significant altitudes. I'm talking altitude differences of 150, 250, 300 feet. So in that little bit of distance, you could be going um, east at, uh, at 1,500 feet above the ground, and you could be going north at 2,000 feet above the ground. And so you get your steerage based on your elevation. And, and I've flown in other places where you, you go, you go up and you're going east. If you're at 2,000 feet, you're still going east. If you're at 1,500 feet, you're still going east. If you're at 5,000 feet, you're still going east. But in the basin, we have incredible steerage. So we get to move around and we can go this way and that way. That sounds more fun. Oh, it is so much more fun. And then it's just, and that's just beautiful. And, and then you've got people in your, you've got your, your passengers, which are normally our, 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 our local sponsors. Our, our sponsors <laughs> yeah. and our local people and and they're just awe taken by it and it just is it's you just never get sick of it it's like Christmas every time you fly <laughs> well and, and I think one cool thing with that is that so we've got balloons going north south east west all based mm-hmm. on where that is and so really back to that community they're able to see them everywhere they're flying all over this valley because they're just grabbing those altitudes at different levels and yep. it's it makes it a really, really cool feature. Such a fun place to fly. Yeah. I've flown in a lot of places, and Vernal is my favorite place to fly. That's fantastic. It yeah. seems like this is one of the few events that goes out to the community. Usually with an event, you have to go downtown, find parking, go through the crowds, you know, kind of emotionally prepare yourself for that kind of experience. But here, it comes to a you. hot air balloon lands yeah. in your front yard or yeah. your backyard. or yeah. flies over your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so... I've noticed people who are old, people who are young, like it's, it's made it so much so accessible for people in our community to And, and that's a good point. It, it, it crosses all the, all the ages, doesn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're a child, a senior, uh, prime of your life. It's still, it's still just fun to watch. Exactly. And, and, to, and to participate in. Yeah, yeah because, participate. However that is, whether yeah. that's in a chair in your front yard or if that's, hands-on, hey, helping launch the balloons. Yeah, I, ju- you know, I just yeah. landed, and by the way, it takes six people to put this yeah. thing away. Come <laughs> come have some fun with me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and people will go up on the roofs being like, look oh, here. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. yeah. They really want you to land in their area. Um, what is the most challenging part about flying a hot air balloon, Steve? Um, I mean, it, it's an aircraft. We have, uh, we have com- combustible fuel. Uh, we have dangerous pieces of equipment on the field. And so you're keeping track of that. Um, You've got a fan that's got a blade that's spinning at (laughs) several thousand RPMs, and you've got a burner putting out several thousand BTUs. And um, you've got this monster that's laying down and it's going to have to stand up. And so you're you're keeping track 
you're keeping track of a, of a lot of things. And once you're airborne, the, the obstacles are something that you have to be ever, ever mindful of. You've got power lines and, um, uh, you've got trees and you've got uh, all sorts of towers and structures that you have to be aware of. But also, we, are, we are really, really strive to be mindful of our livestock, right? The burner puts off a high-pitched noise. Dogs just don't like it, and, <laughs> and it can spook cattle. So we're always trying to keep an eye on cattle that might be starting to get spooked because we can go up. We actually have a burner that puts out less less uh lower a fewer amount of decibels it's not as high pitched and you can use that it doesn't have as many btus it's not as powerful but you can use that to get over an area of cattle so you're not not bothering or, or livestock so you're not bothering them as much i've noticed so, that you guys have been very respectful of being aware of cash crops not landing on people's right. crops if if you notice that they it would damage them things yeah. like that you guys have been very good too work with the community and be mindful of red zones. And-, and you know what? That's the other part about our festival that makes it so lovely is that we have really kind landowners that are gracious in letting us land. And when 40 balloons come, that's not a small thing. They're going to they're gonna take up some spots. And, that's right. And, and our landowners, holy cow. It's always my favorite when a pilot comes back and tells us, Hey, we landed in someone's field, and they invited us in for breakfast. Right? You know, right. we landed oh, in this neighborhood, and they were having a party for us. Like they're making pancakes, just you know, knowing we're going to land there, and that isn't something you find everywhere else. And and once again, it's that community aspect that everybody just loves it so much. Yeah, it's 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 just it, you just don't duplicate the type of people we have that, that, that live here. I mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah. You land yep. a balloon, come have breakfast. Yes. <laughs> so fun. We're going to help you, and then we're cooking you breakfast, and it's it's so fun. And then that happens on Friday morning, and then the next thing, Saturday and Sunday, they're there in the morning helping you launch the balloon. Right. Like, right. They're, they're your family. I mean, we have pilots come in that, like, now they stay with families in the community because they're so tight. They, they follow them. Um, we were just talking about Albuquerque, the big um, balloon fiesta, fiesta that's going on down there. Um, we've got a family here that is going down with one of the pilots to help him, and it's not even our local pilot, like to help him launch his balloon the the full ten days that he's down those there. Those connections so, and those friendships, yeah, it's crazy. Are being made. And tell us about the different pilots that are coming, Leisha, because we don't have. We are so lucky to have two local pilots, but we also have some. Yeah, we have pilots from all over the Western United States that come in. Um, you know, they travel in from Arizona, Wyoming, Colorado, um, California, um, lots of them from Utah. We had one I, from Florida. We had one from Florida. We have one from Pennsylvania. We have wow. one from, um, I don't, I don't. I think Texas. Texas. Um, so we're bringing in pilots from all over the nation. From all over. And then we're also bringing in visitors from all over the nation. Can you tell yes. us a little bit about like the economic impact that this sort of local event has for our small town? Yeah. So there's like two different economic impacts that an event like this would have on, on your community. So um, the pilots and then also um, 
the visitors that come in that have heard about this. So like the pilots are telling them they see our ads, they're visiting with friends and family. They all bring in this like new money, right? And so they're they're spending, they're buying their hotels, restaurants, souvenirs, um, their gas, their all of that kind of stuff that they're purchasing and buying and bringing in money. But then there's also the money that's already here in the community. So now our 38,000 residents, they don't want to leave when it's dinosaur days, right? And what happens when you leave um, your town on a weekend or go on vacation or something, you take your money with you and you spend that elsewhere. But now that we've created this event where everyone wants to be to, they stay here. And and while they're here, they also, you know, go to the craft fair and they eat out in the restaurants and visit the food trucks and are buying the souvenirs and they're doing all that. So then we're keeping that money plus we're bringing in the new money. And it's just, I mean, it's a three-day event and it's a huge economic impact to our community. So, you know, probably close to a half a million dollars that it brings in from one weekend. That's amazing. Plus we have all the visitors coming to see the balloons who are booking hotels, eating at the restaurants, like you said, participating at the festival. Um, I'm curious, what do you feel like that, tell me some of those case studies that we've heard from local businesses on the weekend for them here on Dinosaur Days. Yeah, so several of them are saying that they sell out. I mean, I'd like to know like how many more donuts Steve sells on Dinosaur Days. Here's the sad story (laughs) is how many more donuts Steve could have sold. Had he had Wait, he made had he made enough had he made oh. more donuts because yeah, Steve sold, sells out. I sold out at eight thirty in the morning. We usually have donuts. We try to keep donuts until two. I sold out at eight thirty in the morning. Wow. And I was just like, oh, what a monster. Because it's one of those was. things again, oh. right? Like it's like we gotta go get Steve owns the local um get glazed donut shop, which is the donut shop in town. And Delicious. everyone's gotta go get the donuts and watch the balloons, chase them in their car, go down to the launch field, whatever, and have that. And so he's selling out of donuts. They're selling out of hamburgers. They're selling all kinds of stuff in the souvenir shops. Um, so we had a new business open up two years ago. It's called Market on Main. Their first weekend was Dinosaur Days. And busier than Christmas. I mean, you know, people didn't even know they were there. And then once again, they're out walking Main Street because it's a different view when you're out of your car and you're walking the streets and you can really look in those windows and see what's going on. And I mean, that business, so it launched that weekend and then um, it's just been successful for, for now a couple of years because all because people were able to like get in that store and not just drive by it. Because who, I mean, you know, it could have been successful still, but this definitely helped launch them into um, success a lot quicker than I think they would have had they not had that. And what's so cool is enthusiasm is renewable, right? We do this every year and it and it just compounds. Yeah, and it just gets bigger and bigger it, and it, more people, you it, know? It, yep, and people are excited about it and, and, it, and you come in touch with things that maybe you don't experience on that level during the rest of the year, but... At that time, it has an impact on you, and you remember it, and so you frequent it more. It's just the reality That's of right. It. And Becca, you asked Steve and I as we got started, you said, what do you love living in a small town? Um, and both of us hit on the community aspect. And I know over the last six years, as we've had this downtown, we have um, a tent, a welcome tent that we set up where we get to visit with a lot of people that night. And then we're out talking to people. And that is one thing that they say about this 
consistently across the board about this event is the community feel that they have when they're there. They feel like they're something, part of something bigger, even just standing there watching those balloons inflate morning or night or, you know, looking at the cars or running in the dino race, whatever. They feel like they're a part of this community um, for being at that event. Absolutely. There's, I've heard people say like they want to move here. Because, because like, of that what event. is this magic? Like, people are nice here. And, like, they they feel that community love and that kind of unity that can be difficult to find. And it's really amazing that you guys have been able to build something to showcase that. And you're also helping advocate kind of for the new generation of pilots. Can you tell us a little bit about the flight school, Alicia? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> a lot of the pilots that we have now, you know, they've been piloting for a long time. And they themselves are like, what's going to happen when we all no longer Gonna fly. We need our. We need another generation. Yep, another generation. And so, um, a couple of years ago, um, our maestro started up a youth flight school, and so where they bring in local kids and kids from out of the area that want to come in and learn about being a balloon pilot, what that takes, what they need to have in the future. And we have some kids here locally that have done it all three years. They they can't wait, you know, and they're the number one crew for our local pilots as well. Like they want to be there, they want to help, and they know what they're doing. And so they're great. And and I hope with all of Steve's posterity, someone along the way, <laughs> one of his kids well, or grandkids are going to want to be a pilot. I think that that school, Leash, got us uh, four or six student pilots. I mean, they went through and got the qualifications to meet the criteria to be students. To be student, student pilots. pilots. That's so we awesome. Have, we have, you know, four to three times as many potential pilots in Vernal because of Wouldn't that be so cost, cool? Wouldn't it? It yeah. would be so cool to have that. The fact that our yeah. tiny town has a hot air balloon flight school. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Normally <laughs> these kids would have to fly back east. Like the, that expense for the, those families would be massive. And, and, and the chances yeah. are just remote yeah. that they never do. So the pilots are, cut you off, but oh, wow. Absolutely. The pilots are really giving back their... They're trying to teach mm-hmm. the next generation. They're getting them involved. One of the most frequent questions we get asked is, uh, how can I get a ride? So, Alicia, how, what, what's the answer to that? Yeah, and, and this is Becca's part. So, um, Becca is, is over sponsorships. But the best, the most guaranteed way to get a flight is to sponsor a balloon. And we, we can't put this on without sponsorships from our local local businesses in our community or local citizens that want to to buy, you know, they, they usually are just wanting to buy a flight, but really what they're doing is they're like helping produce this event and really making it a success. And so um, become a sponsor um, is, is a great way to get a flight. And then also get out and volunteer. So we have a great community and as or a great committee. And as this event just continues to grow and get bigger and bigger, that committee has also got to grow and get bigger and bigger. And so, um, you know, be a volunteer, be a sponsor, get involved, and then, you know, cross your fingers, we can get you a flight. Tell right? me about the collaboration that's involved in producing an event like this. Because this, you can't just do it with one organization, right? Can you tell me about... Um, kind of the collab that happens between the different entities to pull off this weekend? Yeah, so um, we talk about that magic of the downtown and that Vernal City has to come in because, like, they're the ones who maintain Main Street, and so they've got to pull that together. And then we've got state parks having the Vernon Owl Party. We've got someone over um, over the craft vendors. We've got someone over the bounce houses, the dinosaur race, the car um 
the car show, someone over the concerts. We've got Stephen Rex taking care of the pilots and getting all that stuff taken care of. We've got partnerships with our local hotels and our restaurants. And it just, it really takes so many people to be able to pull this off. And I, I don't want to forget anyone, but it is a big community effort and a big committee effort to be able to make it happen. What advice would you give to a small town looking to to grow an event? It doesn't have to necessarily be like this per se, or even if it is like... What advice would you give to someone who's just starting? Yeah, so some, find something unique to you. So this is dinosaur days. So we're dinosaur land. So we kind of broke that out. The soar is for the hot air balloons that soar in the sky. And just find something that's unique to you that you think your community is want going to get behind um, and be willing to sponsor and be willing to put the man hours in. And then, you know, just dream Dream big, but start small. So we didn't start with 39 right, balloons. Right. We started with 12. And so dream big, but start small and then continually build on. And we've built on to so many different things to where we're creating this magic. But but you've got to like get to that point. Scale and it sustainably. That was definitely one of the things that we had advice from, from pilots. Don't start a festival with 40 balloons. Like that's a lot to yep. manage. Start small and see how your community reacts and then go bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what we just continue to do. We add new balloons in every year. I got to tell you, it's a short list because you guys have really knocked it out of the park. Uh, it's just it, it, it the, the synergy that, that happens uh, during our event is I just you just don't see it everywhere, and that's that's a that's hats off to you guys because you have the ability to, with your enthusiasm and your vision, to pull people in, to continue to add components that are relevant and doable, and uh, and make it uh, bigger, but at the same time keep it under under the same umbrella of celebration and and manage it and. You've just done such a good job of getting so many aspects of our community to participate. I mean, there's something going on on every corner. It's That's incredible. Right. Yeah, it's it really, really is. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for being here and sharing all that you've learned and all that you've done. Cannot wait for next Dinosaur Days. See how it keeps growing. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This show is produced by Summer Creative Agency and V6 Media. This podcast is sponsored by Vernal City, Strata Networks, Uinta County Tourism and Events, and Uinta County Economic Development. Check out our show notes and website, smalltowncomeback.org, for documentaries and more content about these stories.